Faith, Hope and Love, episode 328, the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. Here is a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus in the Gospel today. He simply will not be silenced. He calls out for help even when well-meaning but wrong-footed people tell him to keep quiet. He persistently cries out to Jesus for help because he knows that Jesus can help him and will help him. He knows Jesus is the Messiah. I can't help but wondering if Bartimaeus is not the inspiration for Jesus' parable of the persistent neighbour who keeps knocking and calling out until he gets eventually what he needs. As Jesus said in that parable, other people would have given in to the persistent neighbour what they needed just because they wanted to stop him irritating them and to give them some peace again. So how much more can we expect from God who turns a real listening ear to our problems, a sympathetic ear to all people who cry out in their need? Naturally, God is very much concerned with our welfare and what we need. God doesn't just answer us to shut us up, but out of the deepest care, love and compassion. The Gospel passage also says that Bartimaeus does something very powerful. As he gets up to go to Jesus, he throws off his cloak. The cloak of a beggar was like their badge to show, I'm a beggar, this is my state in life, this is my job. He goes to Jesus. He's already showing that he knows he's not going back to that old life, and he doesn't want to either. Jesus asks of him what seems to be an obvious question, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asks each of us, what do you want from me? Think about what you're really asking of me. What do you really want? What do you really need? Naturally, for Bartimaeus, he's asking for his sight back. But Jesus is asking him a deeper question at the same time. Do you realize the consequences of what you're asking? Do you understand what this request is going to lead you to receive? For Bartimaeus, it doesn't just mean sight. It means a completely new life. When he receives his sight, He's no longer a beggar. His role that he'd been living for so long in that society was now changed, and he could never go back to that. He now faces a new life, a new vocation, a new everything. This is both exciting and scary. A true encounter with Jesus is always a joy and a challenge. Our encounter with Jesus is a two-way dialogue. We speak to God of what our hopes and needs and fears are, and God replies with a silent question, what is it that you're really asking? And are you prepared for the whole change of circumstances that comes with what you're really asking for? Apparently, Bartimaeus is one of the few people whom Jesus cured that we're explicitly told in the text that he went on to become one of his disciples. So it's clear that as well as regaining his physical side, Bartimaeus, just as importantly, possibly more importantly, has shown enormous clarity of spiritual vision into who Jesus is and what following him means. When Bartimaeus regains his sight and Jesus tells him, go on your way, beautifully, Bartimaeus's way from now on is following Jesus along his way because it says he follows him along the way. He becomes a follower, a disciple. As he walks along following Jesus, he will continue to gain new sight, new knowledge. In another sense, he'll gain the vision 
to cast off the cloak of his old ways, old excuses, and faithfully follow along the new paths that Jesus is leading him along. We are like Bartimaeus. We're asking Jesus to show us and teach us deeper ways to combine love, mercy, justice, faithfulness to his teaching and that compassion for those who've stumbled or are searching for answers. As we walk along the road of God's mercy, let's explore and celebrate the richness of God's mercy and love. We need to be careful about spiritual blindness. It can be a very subtle thing by its very definition. The thing about spiritual blindness is we really have to go looking for it because it won't be obvious. We don't know what we're not seeing. We don't know what we've blinded ourselves to spiritually. It's hard enough to move along the paths of Christ's love and awareness when we're aware of those contradictions in our lives. But Lord, save us from being so inconsistent that we don't even realize it. We can't see it. That would be even worse. How can we change what we don't even realize? That is some kind of worrying blindness. So let's ask the Lord to at least allow us to see those areas of hypocrisy and blindness and show them to us and heal us of them. How is it that we can hear the gospel and not always realize that this very gospel is convicting us of precisely the qualities it criticizes? How is it that when we listen to the Gospels, we don't always realize this message is directed at us? That we might be the Pharisees or the critics or the hypocrites that Jesus is talking about in the Gospel. It's not just those people 2,000 years ago. It could be me. It could be us. So we have to ask ourselves constantly and our prayer and our reflection and meditation. Do I do that? How do I do this? And be very wary if we're very quick to say, oh, that's not me. That's other people. No, I, that's, that's unsettled me. I'm not going to deal with that. And just go back to very quickly the way we were always doing things, the way we were always seeing things, and miss that spiritual blindness that's glaring at us. Christ invites us to be transformed. He's doing this to make us more and more free in his love. If we ask the Lord to free us from spiritual blindness, the Lord will do it. The Lord will lovingly show us the contradictions. But if we ask the Lord, we have to be prepared to sit there in a bit of discomfort as we allow God to pour that healing on us and lead us through it. And it doesn't always happen overnight. If we know what we're asking for and what it means for us, it's very much worth it. To what extent am I capable of being blind to the challenging message and vision of Jesus? In what ways do we listen and listen and yet not hear? How do we look and look but not see, as Jesus pointed out? Lord, show us the light. Help us to see. Give us the courage to sit in discomfort so that we might see those areas that you need to heal in us and to trust in your challenging, loving and healing word. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
Let the hearts that seek the Lord rejoice, turn to the Lord and his strength, constantly seek his face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Grace to you, and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hello everyone, love and joy be with you. And welcome as we gather to ponder with reverence God's word and God's sacrament. We come together as brothers and sisters in Christ, so let us pause and reflect upon our sins in order to celebrate the Holy Eucharist. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God. Let us pray that God will increase his virtues in us. Almighty, ever-living God, increase our faith, hope and charity and make us love what you command so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus says the Lord, 
Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth. Among them those who are blind, and those who are lame, those with child, and those in labour together. A great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water, in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. The Word of the Lord The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. On our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us. Indeed we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Every high priest chosen from among men is put in charge of things pertaining to God on their behalf, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is subject to weakness, and because of this he must offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. And one does not presume to take this honour, but takes it only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son, Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, 
you are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Our Saviour Jesus Christ has done away with death and brought us life through his gospel. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately, the man regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. The Gospel of the Lord There was a riveting television documentary told of an Englishwoman who had been blind for 40 years. But through medical intervention, she had her sight restored. And while she was thrilled with the outcome, she commented, that there were many things that she had to negotiate, that she hadn't expected. She said that when she was walking down the street, people seemed to be moving so very fast. And she kept missing her food when she tried to put it on her fork. She was very surprised to find that her husband was very different than she had imagined and much better looking. Good for her. Like Bartimaeus, suddenly she saw and it took some time to get used to what she had previously only imagined. Now I've met people who've seen or rather understood God for the first time, and that too takes some getting used to. It requires a, a recalibration of what was expected and how we communicate with God. Our prayer life and faith practice may change to suit the new circumstances. How God is included in the daily events might even be unusual at first, followed by a greater sense of contentment, knowing that this fresh vision makes life and living a lot clearer. Now similarly, there are those who have lost sight of God, for many different reasons. They may have come to see that their work is meaningless, their children seem to ignore them, their relationships seem lifeless, or their health is fading. If God is not completely invisible, then he certainly at times seems at a distance, and the effort to get closer seems to be a greater burden 
that's all too difficult when our energies are low. We might wonder what brought Bartimaeus to be desperate enough to approach Jesus. What did he know of the man Jesus and what did he believe was possible? Now Jesus, a man of few words, is leaving Jericho to go to Jerusalem where he knows he will be arrested and executed. A large crowd is following him and there's a commotion. A blind beggar, Bartimaeus, shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. Now Bartimaeus is the first person in the New Testament to address Jesus with the messianic title and the crowd is clearly insensitive to his words and his needs and they start to scold him. Now what follows is a shouting match and interestingly Jesus decides to cut through this barrier of correct behaviour to the real need. Jesus says, call him over. What do you want me to do for you? Then be on your way. Your faith has healed you. Jesus' purpose is not to play up to the crowd, but to be sensitive to the beggar's needs. Bartimaeus is healed, both physically and spiritually. He can see spiritually before he saw physically. He saw the son of David, the Messiah. Now a desperate choice was made by Bartimaeus needing to be healed by Christ, and he was not afraid to ask. He had the wisdom and the courage to try to change his situation. He did not just accept his restricted circumstances. The Spirit of God is particularly real to people in great distress who have nothing else and no one else but their faith to lean on. They are the first to recognize Christ. The rest of the crowd were faithless, uncommitted, silencing the blind man at one moment, urging him on the next doing whatever was most convenient, safest, blinded because they are unthinking rule-keepers, mindless chanters of the most approved political and social clichés of their time. Jesus was going about his business and suddenly a need for an intervention of a person in need. The same can happen to us. We don't plan for people to enter into our lives with requests for help, encroaching on our daily schedule. But like Jesus, we asked, what do you want me to do for you? With the implication of care, of presence and attention. Jesus' life and mission lead us to active care. May we do with loving hearts what you ask and come to share the life you promise. Mark seems to be suggesting that Bartimaeus was cured precisely, although blind in a physical sight, he was better able to see than those with two good eyes. His humility entitled him to a cure. Note that this passage comes after the sons of Zebedee, James and John, were demanding seats at the right and left hand of Jesus in his kingdom. And Mark has Jesus asked of his disciples the very same question he asked of Bartimaeus. What do you want? James and John wanted power and so failed to see. Bartimaeus wanted Jesus, and so he did see.
The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our prayers are presented in the knowledge that God always comes to the rescue of the helpless, often in the least expected ways. That the Church may have the clear vision to always follow Jesus on the journey of life. We pray to the Lord. That the world may see the suffering of the underprivileged and act on their behalf. We pray to the Lord that people with impaired vision may receive the necessary support to live a full life. We pray to the Lord. that those blind to your gifts may renew their vision and faith. We pray to the Lord that those whose death we mourn may receive eternal life especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord. All-seeing God, we ask you humbly to hear our prayers and lead us to salvation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. 
Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Look, we pray, O Lord, on the offerings we make to your majesty, that whatever is done by us in your service may be directed above all to your glory. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so loved the world that in your mercy you sent us the Redeemer, to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we had lost in disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks, as in exultation we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. 
and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. We will ring out our joy at your saving help. 
and exult in the name of our God. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. May your sacraments, O Lord, we pray, perfect in us what lies within them, that what we now celebrate in signs we may one day possess in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us in this time of prayer and praise. May God's grace strengthen your faith, hope and love. May the Lord's love surprise you even in the trials and challenges of this coming week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Love from on high, the name of the three.